fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three win the Green Beret. Trained to live off nature's land, trained in combat, hand to hand. Men who fight by night and day, courage take from the green beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three. Win the green beret. Back at home, a young wife waits. Her green beret has met his fate. He has died for those oppressed, leaving her this last request. But silver wings. My son's chest. Make him one of America's best. He'll be a man. They'll test one day. Have him win the Green Beret. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the third hour of the John Moore Show. I am stand-in host for today. I am Tim Spencer. I'm host of the Rural Survival Show, which airs on YouTube, Rumble, and uh, we're trying to get it to work on BitChute, but we're having a problem. But uh, our shows usually come out on Saturday mornings. Just search the Rural Survival Survival Show, and uh, we're usually top of the list. But I invite you folks to do that. Uh, Brian, are you on the line, sir? It's Brady. Yes. Good oh, morning, Brady. Sam. I am sorry, Brady. You and I haven't met before. Uh, back the last time I was at your shop, it was uh, that little one that took forever to drive down to. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, when it was just Sky and his dad. But anyway, I've got one of the rocket stoves, a Gen 1. And I love it. I'm going to start out by prefacing this conversation with that. Uh, I can't believe it took me so long to decide to buy it, but it was a good amount of money for me. I think I paid uh, $1,200 for mine. And that was, you know, I got probably, I don't know, Sky been making them two or three years when I got mine. Okay. So, but anyway, folks, I love this thing. And my wife and daughter love the fact that it's got the cooktop on 
top of it. I don't know how many pots of coffee I've made on top of that thing. You know, I got a Corningware coffee percolator. I almost forgot the name of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, 20 minutes after I set it on there, I got a fresh hot cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. It'll it'll heat up in a quick, that's for sure. Yeah, and I love it. But anyway, Brady, how are we doing there at the factory? I haven't been to the new one yet. <clears throat> well, uh, actually, it's uh, it's pretty busy right now. I've got, uh, <clears throat> I believe, uh, 22, 23 heaters getting ready to go out today. Um, after wow. The show. I'm driving in and uh, got to get them pushed out the door, including there was uh, one person that we... Uh, we were lost contact with and weren't able to actually confirm their address. And, uh, you know, I think they, it, it's been more than 12 months. And, oh, no. Uh, it, was, it was funny. John came to the shop yesterday and, you know, we were talking some business. He was giving a tour to somebody after uh, the meetup they had in St. Louis. And right. uh, <clears throat> he got a call from, from, uh, customer and you know he was just like oh well this guy hey brady this guy's having a problem he hands it to me and i was just you know wham bam you know uh i think the my portion of the call lasted around three to five minutes and we were able to get this guy sorted and uh, he's got a heater going out today so you know uh <clears throat> it's it's definitely been uh an adventure you could say uh you know going into the new shop I mean, I've been working with uh, Sky and his father for about three years now uh, uh, for Liberator. Wow. I've been working with Sky for another two thereabouts prior to that, doing some other engineering stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just been a crazy whirlwind adventure trying to, uh, you know, get everything figured out. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. We've got uh, a bunch of employees at the shop now. I think uh, about eight or... Eight or nine uh, staff total at the shop in Bourbon, and uh, yeah. you know, John was talking about your staff there uh, here a while back. He was saying that they are, you know, really solid, patriotic people, you know, with good worth ethics. He's he's proud of them. Well, I'm I'm proud of them too, and it's it's something. I mean, you know, uh, the first batch with because because. We, we literally went almost overnight from uh, basically me, Sky, and uh, Pops to, uh, you know, like having four or five new guys in the shop. And uh, one of them had been with us for uh, several months, but it was mainly prior to, like, actually doing construction on the building and stuff. Right. <clears throat> and um, But, yeah, like, we had another, like, uh, it was it was probably less than a month. We had, like, four new guys show up. One of them, um, you know, had been welding in oil and gas for 20 years, uh, and he's, ba he's, I mean, you know, he, he basically really didn't need any tips or pointers. It was like, hey, here's your welder, here's your table, and uh, this is what we do. You know, you show him once, and he's just like, all right, and, and he's literally mask on, like just always a bright light shining from the corner. And, uh, you know, some of the rest of the guys, though, you know, it was, it was interesting. We had one or two that we basically had to teach how to uh, – do machining and stuff too so that was a little bit fun but now nowadays it's it's almost automatic i mean the guys are great they look yeah. around they see what needs to get done and then they go and they do it you know um and it's it's great because it allows me to actually focus on more of the uh 
other aspects of running the shop, you know, um, right. getting them to a point where like literally I'll be back at my desk answering the phones or sending emails or, or, you know, getting stuff shipped out and they'll just come up and be like, Hey, I need some more of this. Hey, I need some more of that. And it's just like, okay. And it's getting to a point where like, I don't even really have to pay attention in the shop anymore. I can literally just go and ask almost any one of them. You know what's the status of this? What's the status of that? And they already know. They, you know, it's it's great. We still have some bugs and kinks to work out, but you know, I think that's never ending. So it is. It is never ending, and it will. You know, your current sets of bugs and problems will go away, but there's some more waiting for you down the road. It's inevitable. <clears throat> yeah. You know, well, equipment breaks, and it's really. Uh, I think it's it's we're trying to bring back the uh, made in America, the American work ethic, and uh, you know actual real jobs that people can be proud of making. You know what is, in my opinion, the best wood heating apparatus on the market. Period. Uh, but it's not just my opinion that matters. I mean, you know, the right. the EPA says it's you know it's got a nine nine point five percent burn efficiency rating. You know, it's it's higher heating values are above almost every other thing on the market. <clears throat> the only two heaters that actually beat us in terms of cleanliness, um, you know, one of them's got like $1,000 worth of electronics on it, only burns pellets. The other has a catalytic converter on it and uh, right. only burns cordwood. Ours burns both and is essentially a dumb brick of metal in a, in a peculiar shape that just makes it burn super, super well. Yeah, and I can't believe how small the burn box is. Uh, you know, I know, I understand the physics of how everything works, but it's just incredible to me. You can do with what three and a half by five inch burn box, something like that. Oh, it's uh, so the uh, fuel tube is actually eleven gauge five by five inch. Uh, that's the okay. feed tube. Um, you know, the so so you, your interior dimensions are about four and three quarters. Um, the burn box itself is four by six, so it's about the size of a postcard. But yeah. it's it's because it is a rocket engine. It's it's literally right. a, a jet engine going through there that occurs because of the the fluid dynamic pressures going inside the stuff. Um, you know, it it doesn't actually need to be big, uh, and and the smallness and the the tightness actually constrains the heat, and it makes it burn hotter, which is how it burns cleaner which is how it makes it actually more efficient. And then when it comes up into the primary heat exchanger, it sort of circles around down towards the bottom in the exhaust, increasing your dwell time, which actually makes your, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, your, your heating values uh, more efficient because, because the, you, you, you basically heat the air up to such a high temperature, but then you have to sort of let it dwell inside something that exchanges the heat with the uh, surrounding air. So, you know, it's just it's it's simple physics, but it's it's incredible that it's taken so long for people to sort of figure all of this stuff out. So, right, and that does kind of amaze me. You know, I think what ha what has happened. This is conjecture on my part. You know, people had wood stoves; they put out heat. That's good enough. You know, so we'll stick with wood stove for three hundred years. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there is a certain uh, adage, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. But uh, <clears throat> at the same time, you know, when when you know we've spent, you know, I don't know, the last fifty to seventy years panicking about, you know, you know, the world's going to end, the world's going to end. Right. Uh, you know, first it was an ice age, now it's global warming. Yeah, know. I remember that third grade in school. There's going to be an ice age. It's going to wipe out everybody. And that yeah. was like. 71 i think oh we were still doing uh some of it when i was when i was in school it was we were still worried about an ice age but we were sure it was going to be caused by a nuclear winter and uh right you know so i i had those fun drills growing up you know hiding under the desk in case of a nuclear bomb attack like that's going to do anything for you nah it just depends on how far away the nuke is it'd do something for you if the nuke was five or six miles away. Yeah, sure, I guess. But, uh, you know, uh, I, my argument would be, well, what are you doing within five or six miles of a spot they want to target with a nuke? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Their closest target location to me, I believe, is about 60 miles, which is quite <clears throat> survivable. Yeah, I don't... I know there's a, a spot next to me but i think it's like one of those like 200 nuke scenarios but regardless it you know there are things you can you can prepare for and plan for there are things you can't and and nukes are one of those things that i never particularly uh you know i mean granted i was i was on a submarine so i understand oh, some basics. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what was your used to fish buddy my my what, used what, to what, fish yeah you're used to fish well, I, I was on two Los Angeles class submarines, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, I uh, was on the 23 boat, or 623, 624, and uh, the 44 I was TAD to. Okay. And I was at submarine squadron and a submarine group on the East Coast. Submarine <clears throat> 18 and ComSub Crew 6, both are gone now. Yeah, I was, uh, I think I was Squadron 2 and uh, briefly for a time with uh, Devron 12, so. Yeah, I used to do the Manning for both of those squadrons. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was at EPMAP, and four years, E3 and below went through me. I was a detailer for non-rates. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, the the military actually did... uh, Teach me to have a little bit more respect for the paper pushing types because that was something yeah. growing up I, I couldn't really deal with. But uh, now it takes all types to get stuff done, you know, when yeah. you're when you're looking for like, uh, you know, mag groups and stuff like right. that, you know. I was a yeoman and I didn't touch a, fi- a, a typewriter for the last five years I was in. I was doing everything but being a yeoman. CNO special projects. I mean, you name it. Pulling yeah. Oscars. I know people don't know what we're talking about. I'm sorry, folks. We'll get back to the rocket heater. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that it, you're right. A lot of people don't actually know what it is. And, you know, it's it's le- led to some troubles, like, trying to get out. But it's like, no, like, you don't understand. Like, w- we prepare for basically everything. and. Yeah. My particular uh, job uh, as a sonarman 
basically re- required me to learn about everything because mm-hmm. if it moves, if it falls, if it clanks, it makes a sound and that's a bad yeah. thing when you're trying to hide. So yeah. um <clears throat> weaving a wrench up in the sail. Yeah, I've seen that happen. Yeah, but it, it's one of those things where you have to learn like what the sounds are and then what they're caused by and it, you have to be able to react to it pretty quickly. And it's just it's just one of those things that it actually there's a lot of physics and engineering that actually goes into it, especially when you're there is. like trying to track and trace and plot distances. And that is sort of where I turned things around into getting out. And um, uh, that's sort of how I met Sky, uh, and sort of how I started coming along with the rocket heater. And, right. And uh, you know, uh, it, there's a lot of uh, thermal dynamics and stuff that, that we actually learned because that affects how sound travels through the water. And so I put some of yes, that to does. play. And, um, Get under you know, the layer. How many times have I heard that? But, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things that, uh, um, you know, I came in and I, I started helping Sky out with some stuff. And then, you know, when uh, I decided it was time to sort of leave Texas... I uh, <clears throat> came out here uh, because, you know, there's just so much good and yeah stuff out here. And I started helping Sky out, working with these heaters. And uh, now, you know, we, we got the new factory, got a big crew. And uh, honestly, at the rate uh, they're getting sold, we may have to hire some more help before the year's up. So it's uh, yeah. it's doing crazy great. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think it really sells itself. It's, it's, it's it the does. best wood heating appliance on, on the market, you know? So unless you've got some kind of, um, special purpose, you know, there's really nothing else that's going to beat it. And, uh, you know, especially if all you're looking for is, uh, you know, something to prepare with, then, uh, you know, I, I don't think it can be beat at all. Especially, you know, when you're talking about trying to, uh, you know, bug out or or stay low and off the radar. It's, um, you know, having a heater that doesn't make any smoke. That's incredible. It can't be beat. No, I, you know, I have gone out numerous times, gone outside, which is a chore for me being in a wheelchair. But when that stove's going and going and seeing if I could see any trace of smoke whatsoever and uh i can't i can't brady mm-hmm. there is no smoke well it's it's all just physics and it all works uh <clears throat> you know the same way uh you might get it depending on the draft by your flu you might get a little smoke in the very first um you know a couple of minutes uh, yeah kick starting it but uh past that now uh, it, it's it's done it's over with and you know it it's 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 truly a miracle of engineering to, to my mind it, it you know and and the heat that it puts out it's just so so efficient it it it, 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 it it's 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 truly a, a wonder hey brady we got a break buddy please hang mm-hmm. on to the break ladies and gentlemen we'll be back in about three minutes um, give us a call if you want to, and Brady can answer whatever questions 
you might have, but it'll be real quick. I'm looking for a trusted long-term storable food company. We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsor banner. Thank you. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. So let's fix bayonets. We'll have the advantage of moving down the hill. They gotta be tired, the revs. They gotta be close to the end if we are. So fix bayonets. Ellis, wait, Ellis, you take the left wing, I'll take the right. I want a right wheel forward of the whole regiment. What, you mean charge? Yes, but here's what we do. We're going to charge swinging down the hill. Just like we pulled back to this left side of the regiment, now we're going to swing it down. We swing like a door. We're gonna sweep them down the hill just as they come up. Understand? Does everybody understand? Yes, yes sir. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the John Moore Show. I'm Tim Spencer, sitting in for John just for today. Today is Friday, 8 July, 2022. Brady, I don't know how uh, tight you are for time, but our last half-hour guest dropped out. You're welcome to stay on past the bottom-of-the-hour break if you want to. It's up to you completely. 
Well, uh, you know, I do have uh, some more heaters to get out shipped, but uh, I can probably stay if you like. Okay, cool. Well, we've got a caller. Dave, a quote from the thumb, unquote, on line one. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Joe and Tim. Haven't heard you in a while. Good to hear you. Uh, Brady, oh, good you. to hear you, too. You guys hear me okay? Yes, yeah. sir. Loud and clear. Very good. So I've got a basement here about 1,800 square feet in the thumb of Michigan, and uh, I've got a wood stove upstairs. And I'm, you know, I'm legally blind. I, I can't do any of this stuff myself anymore. But um, I have my – I'd like one of those rocket stoves in my basement um, because with the heat, you know, with the wood stove going upstairs, my basement freezes in the in the winter. Right. It's very Probably cold down literally. there. Yeah, the furnace never turns on. So – but I have – the way it's – configured my water heater and my furnace are next to each other and they share a wood you know a stove pipe and i think it's only four inch i think i need a six inch pipe for that i'm not sure how you know there's already a chase there right for the for the smokestack i'd have to increase that size of that stack to six inch right yeah, so the primary exhaust on the uh, Liberator rocket heater is a standard six-inch stovepipe, um, and and we do recommend that you sort of stick with that up the way. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it cannot be adapted, uh, but that changes the uh, the dynamics of the flue draft. Um, you know, in the shop ourselves, like we actually have a eight-inch natural gas exhaust. Uh, for one of the heaters in there that we sort of adapted up and uh, it actually doesn't burn as well as it is supposed to um, right. you know and uh, four inches it, it might be a little small it it does push and move a lot of air but if you can get it to uh, six inches it would definitely be uh, suitable for a liberator rocket heater yeah i don't know what the dynamics of that would be there's probably room in that chase for a six-inch pipe, you know, to go up through the the uh, through the main floor and up out, out the roof. But uh, um, now I have to have an outside exhaust as well. Is that correct? Uh, it's not required, but strongly recommended. Um, yeah, and you know. There are regulations uh, in most places, I believe, uh, 2016 onwards. Uh, so even even like places that are really rural that that operate several years back, if you're in a mobile home or uh, some like a pre-manufactured home, the uh, outside air intake is a requirement under most regulations. But for a permanent installation such as a basement, it's uh, it's not required. But I'd use it though. Yeah, it it does make a drastic difference in the efficiency as well as the drafting. It, like the does it, it will matter how far work. away the stove is from the outside wall? <clears throat> no, it does not uh-huh. because it's okay. a supply air. Uh, so uh-huh. it's it's primarily generated by the uh, by the draft of the, your flu. That's where most of your sort of throttling and whatnot would come from. Uh, your supply air. Um, so long as it's more or less free-flowing, uh, you should have no problems regardless of how long it is. I would just avoid turns, any kind of constriction right. like that. 
Uh, and you might well, also I be mean, able to repurpose. There would have to be a, a 90 involved, you know, to get it up and then over to the side wall um, and out maybe a window or, um, you know, through the – we've got poured cement walls. Uh, and and what about sharing that, that flue with the water heater and the furnace? Would that uh, be a problem? I'm – I mean, it's definitely possible. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how it would react. I haven't really heard a whole lot about that before. But my, I mean, my general idea of how something like that might actually work is kind of like a carburetor, where you would basically have enough of a draft. It provided that you do have enough draft, um, that uh, all of the uh, air flowing up together would sort of help uh, some of the others out with their exhaust. So obviously the furnace the furnace would would never really run um just that water heater, you know, it's gas water heater. Yeah. And that, yeah. you know, just it's all gravity, so I don't think there would be a shouldn't be a problem if the furnace and the water heater can work on the same uh flu then the wood stove should work the same with it, I would think. Dave and Brady, we'll have to continue this after the break. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in three minutes. 512-248-8252. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Roe v. Wade is gone, and I believe it was the progressives' fault. I'm Peter Serafine with today's Liberty Minute. I believe abortion is murder, but I didn't say much about it until New York and Virginia started to allow abortion up to the moment of birth. It was those laws that got me involved in politics. Those two states inspired me to write my first book. If abortion had stayed safe, legal, and rare, many people would have just gone along to get along. If abortion had stayed restricted to the first trimester before viability, I would have remained silent. The fact is that less than 8% of abortions are performed because of rape, fetal health, or maternal health. Over 92% are done because the woman doesn't want a child for whatever reason. The progressive push for ever-expanding abortion access woke people like me up. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com until tomorrow. Sivis Pasham.
Parabellum. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's just a few. Amazon customer, five stars. Honestly, this stuff works. Nick, easy to take capsules. For those who can't handle the liquid drops, easy to take Extendivite capsules do the same job. Karoka Fam, works great. Like Extendivite very much. Seems to work as advertised. Thanks. Arlene, five stars. Love this product, Extendivite. Terry W., five stars. Can't say enough. Great product. Freya, five stars. I just ordered another. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E.com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with gentlemen we are in fact back today is friday the 8th of july in the year 2022 my name is tim spencer i'm sitting in for john moore i am the host of the rural survival show on youtube and rumble uh we will be recording the show right after this show anyway right now we're talking with dave and we're talking with uh brady about the rocket stove, a product that I have, I use, I love, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. All right, gentlemen, uh, Dave, you got more questions or comments? Go ahead. Well, I am a little concerned about no turns with the the cold air exhaust or, or intake um, because it is in a basement. You know, it would have to go up and then over. Uh, so there would be a 90, and it's got to be at least, you know, well, I've got eight foot, eight and a half foot ceilings in the basement, and then that's probably 12 feet from the wall where, um, you know, to put it right underneath where in between the wood, the uh, water heater and the furnace. So I'm just wondering yeah. about all that. No, it's it's the the general idea is you want as few turns as possible and you want to minimize the degree. Hard, you know, take do 45s if you can instead of hard 90s. You're just trying right. to maintain as much of a, a free flowing there. And every turn, you increase your pressure and you uh, increase restriction as far as uh, availability. Um, you know, and and in particular, if you're going to run with an outside air intake. Uh, something else that that might do it is uh, on the RMH2. We have the uh, air intakes on either side of the feed tube, and so if you run your outside air from one side, rather than using like a, a bull nose attachment or something like that 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 covers both and just supplies with the, feed, uh, the tube, uh, you could actually uh, mitigate some of that by uh, essentially allowing some air to be drawn from the inside of the basement. Okay, I see. So the one side, there's two, two openings for that uh, intake. 
One on each side of the... Absolutely. I see. All right. Um, Well, I'm going to have to get somebody on that website and uh, check that all out and talk to my Amish folks and see about an install or something like that. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, Thanks for the for hanging out a little longer there, Brady and uh, Tim. Good job. Talk to you guys later. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your call. You know, Brady, I just can't. I'm not trying to hype this up or be silly, but, you know, I can't express how pleased I am with Rocket Heater. You know, uh, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. What's our price range on those, Brady? Because I don't remember. I don't want to say something wrong. Uh, you know, people well, want want to know the price, and with all we of know the, how- with all of the uh, economic stuff going on, our price has increased over the past year. Um, <clears throat> but we've also been ordering supplies in bulk. We've got the materials to keep making it. Uh, right now, I believe we're running, it's around, uh, or, or un- just under $2,500 for the RMH2, uh, which has some upgrades over your unit, the RMH1. Uh, it's got the air intake uh, incorporated on to both sides of the feed tube. It was such a popular addition. We were like, we're not even going to... to sell this as an add-on anymore we're just going to incorporate it uh it also has a removable top for easier clean out of ash that accumulates in the burn chamber over to or the over in the uh, primary heat exchanger over time yeah and uh it also has uh insulation along the uh burn chamber and heat riser which uh, increases the temperature and gives you a cleaner burn and actually makes the heater more efficient um we're also running um it's uh, just under $3,000 for the uh, RMH2 with the pellet hopper attachment, which also includes the burn grate, uh, which we make out of Inconel. Uh, it's got a 22 to 2300 degree Fahrenheit temperature range, uh, but uh, our, our temperatures inside the burn chamber actually do exceed that uh, when you let it run. So it's, it's quite, quite warm. Um, Brady, about how long will that uh, burn grate last, you know, regular use, you know, heat in your house during the winter? How long do you think one of those grates will last? Well, uh, we've actually spent a number of years working on that, um, and it largely depends on your use case, um, how, how, what your personal comfort level is, uh, and what the heat cycling is like on that. If you're somebody living in like, you know, Northern Maine, Northern Michigan, uh, Alaska, you know, something like that will generally last you anywhere from six to 12 months, depending on use case. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, if you're in the lower 48, more of your normal winters, um, I've, generally tend to last around three years or so. Uh, and if you're uh, one of the people that like to burn wood for the winter in places like Texas and Florida, well, five to ten years. I mean, wow. it, it's it, it, they're quite durable. Uh, they are a little pricier than we would like to sell them, but it's what we had to do to make them last as long as we had to last. Uh, you know, we've looked at some other alternatives. You know, stainless steel wasn't holding up. Um, and, uh, you know, the sky has some ideas of possibly in the future, making them, uh, more cheaper and more disposable 
they would not like out of cast iron they wouldn't last as long but you know no. for for five to twenty dollars like you know does it really matter like you can order it when you can order a dozen at a time you know it's right it's, exactly that sort of thing. but for right I'm now this is this is what we're doing i'm kind of surprised you guys haven't looked into ceramics or maybe you have. we actually have and our concern is uh you know some of the refractory ceramics that we would uh, have to use to make uh, the burn grates out of not only would they have to be cast and fired and stuff like that but uh right just how breakable they they might be so they might last for years inside the burn chamber but you know if they get set on top and dropped then you know who knows how it is but it's it's something that we uh it it would require some additional equipment for us and we just haven't quite got around to it yet we're still trying to uh you know get some things taken care of in the factory uh we still have some holes in our roof right. that we're trying to <laughs> trying to patch up but uh, it's mainly cuz you know we just wanted to get in and start making these as soon as possible and when the demand was there i mean we're we're catching up um you know we're we're ever shortening the um the uh, lead time as far as when people buy it and how long it takes for them to get it. Um, and yeah. our hope is my hope is that in another month or so, we should be able to have it to something close to reasonable, like what people might expect ordering it off of Amazon or what have you. So right. we're, we're hoping to have it, uh, our lead time down to a month or less um, in the next month or so. Yeah. And people would love that. You know, this is a, instant gratification society so mm -hmm. for better or for know, worse yes yeah that's just the way it is so these stoves guys are just incredible I think I'm going to take Sky up on his offer I, he might have been joking but I'll talk to him he said he was going to trade me out a Gen 2 for my Gen 1 and uh, <clears throat> I don't know if he was joking or not well, I might find out. It's it's uh, it's de it would definitely be worth it. Uh, we still have uh, one of our prototype Gen ones in the shop, and uh, <clears throat> it having used both of them myself in the shop, and uh, you know, it's guy's father's place. It's uh, there's a noticeable difference in in their performance, and it it definitely definitely is worth the difference between the two um you know the the pellets largely uh, flow a little bit smoother um i think they burn a little bit better uh the heat it produces is definitely uh more consistent and pretty much all cool. flu conditions so yeah it's it's definitely something worthwhile so. yeah you know sky i'm not sky i'm sorry brady one of the things i did I got one of those fans that operates just off of heat and no electric and aimed that towards our macaws cage. And that actually made a difference. It's a pretty good size one. I'd say it's probably 12, 13-inch blades. I haven't measured it. I mean, you know, total diameter. Oh, I know diameter. what you're talking about. Yeah, they, uh, those are great um, because, it, you know, it, it's, a, it's a unique heater in the sense that it actually operates off of convection um uh the other one and uh infrared uh, con i can't uh, I'm, the word's not coming to me but yes it <clears throat> it operates off of three modes of heat 
And when you have a fan to help circulate the air, it actually helps distribute the heat a whole lot better. And particularly the like what you're talking about, the kind where a lot of people would set on the top of a wood stove. It 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 does wonders for keeping the air flowing and keeping the uh, your it does. your room warmer. It's absolutely miraculous and we actually had a guy come into the shop yesterday talking about uh, wanting to hook a sterling engine up to uh his and make some energy off of it so we uh kind of got excited uh sky's out of state right now that, that would convention. be interesting. yeah he's got a he's got parts for like a three-foot sterling engine mm-hmm. so wow. i think i think when sky gets back he might uh, head over there, take a look at what he's got, and uh, see if it might be something we could hook up and uh, possibly, you know, tell other people about. Right. That would be amazing. Now, I know we're getting off subject, but this is a curiosity question, Brady. How much juice do you think a, a three-foot sterling would produce? Oh, it's been so long since I've had those numbers in my head. Oh, don't uh, worry about it. <clears throat> I was just curious. You know, no, don't it, worry it's, about it. it, it's definitely something, I mean, under the right conditions, you, you could probably easily produce 1,000 watts or something or something thereabouts. Um, wow. You know, uh, whether or not we'd be able to work that uh, out with what he has to offer is... You know, who knows? Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it's something we're going to check out. Uh, you know, uh, we've looked at some other contraptions in the past that, uh, and we haven't entirely eliminated from thinking about implementing in the future, but uh, uh, just scavenging a, uh, a relatively small percentage of heat off of the heater would allow people to produce. Uh, anywhere from two and a half to five kilowatts of power in their own home. So the the power is, is, is available. Um, you know, it's just a, a matter of, you know, uh, how efficiently you can convert the heat into electricity. Right. Right. You know, to me, that would be, I'd love to play with that kind of stuff. I really would. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it just fascinates me to no end. Well, uh, you know, I, I noticed. I, go ahead. Go ahead, Brady. Oh, it's it's just, uh, you know, a, a big part of, of, you know, what we're here is to help free people from the grid. You know, help to do things more efficiently, right. you know. We've had uh, customers in the Appalachian region basically call us and say, you know, they were using an older wood stove and, you know, they were averaging four cords of wood a year. Uh, they switched to a Liberator, uh, and right. I think it was actually a Generation 1, and they dropped down to about a cord, cord and a half a year. And, uh, you know, they were like, I, I can't believe just how much more efficiently this heats the home. Um, you know, and uh, that's really what it's all about. Like, you know, there doesn't have to be some kind of big, you know, emergency or evil plan for people to want to do things in a right. in a better fashion, you know, there's there's always going to be something coming your way, and having, you know, just being prepared is, you know, it's it's the way we used to do things in America. So, right, 
you know, thing I like about it is how much electricity I save, Brady. I mean, it was a noticeable difference once I installed that heater. Ah, uh, I yeah, I haven't even thought about it, but uh, you know, I know your average heater's around fifteen hundred watts, uh, and a lot of them will go right. up to, you know, eighteen two hundred. Uh, especially if you get like your big basement uh, two forty volt heaters, they can go up to I've seen like five five thousand watts or so. Um, right, and uh, you know it's it's. And I had two of those running. Ooh, yeah. If you yeah, I, it adds up pretty quick. And when when you think about it, you can especially if you've got trees growing on some property, you know you can just scavenge some dead wood out of a forest. It's right. You know it, the amount of of money that can be saved. You know just burning wood and burning it cleanly. You know, and yeah. consider, considering yeah. we've got the UL and ULC listings um, tested to ASTME standards, uh, it's EPA certified. So if you're in one of the areas where you can get like your your tax write off, you know that's available. We have the paperwork on the website, uh, but you know you can install it in your home, and you know nobody, no no regulator, no insurance company can really say anything about it, whether they like it or not. Um, because we have all the certifications, so. Right. You know, folks, the easiest way to go to the website is by going to John Moore's site and uh, click on products, and in that list it says the rocket heater. You click on that. I don't remember if there's a landing page or if it goes straight to the website, but either way, you can get there very easily and uh you can you can look at all this stuff. So that's what I would recommend. Yeah, the the website for John is thelibertyman.com, thelibertyman.com. Just type it into your browser and you can get there. Are you still there, Brady? I'm still here. Okay, it sounded like Something on my end went south for a second. Okay. Uh, right now, you said your lead time is, what, about two and a half months? Uh, well, uh, after these orders go out today, um, I believe we finished up around our early to mid-April. Um, so we're, we're right around three months. My hope is that uh, with our, our current production velocity, with all of these guys, um, you know, we should be able to catch up uh, pretty much in the next month or so. Uh, two to six weeks okay. is about what I'm, well, I'm aiming for. So, We're up against a break, buddy. I thank you for your extra time and for your time in the first half hour. It's very much appreciated. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in three minutes. The best talk show host in the country here at Republic Broadcasting Network. We also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. 
go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First are right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next are beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Final five minutes of the show. I am Tim Spencer, sitting in for John Moore today on Friday, the 8th of July, 2022. Folks, now that we've talked to everybody and had a lot of fine callers, there's a few things I'd like to draw your attention to. One of them is a selfish thing. Uh, The Royal Survival Show is now on YouTube and Rumble. We try to put out one interview and one uh, talk show type format every week. I would greatly appreciate it if you check out our channel, subscribe, which will help us grow, uh, and just see how things go. We are having a little bit of difficulty uploading shows because we've got a slow internet connection, but we're getting it done. Uh, Secondly, please go to our website, ruralsurvival.life, ruralsurvival.life. You'll see links to a lot of things there that might be helpful. And finally, please visit John Moore's website, thelibertyman.com, thelibertyman.com. I maintain that website so I know what's there. Folks, if you want something to do, 
if you want to learn about preparedness, you need to go to that site. There's enough there to keep you reading for literally for weeks. I'm not exaggerating. I was on my server this morning, and John's site has about six gigabytes of information on it. So I'd really recommend you uh, take a look there. Look at the, uh, on the top menu bar, there's something that says products. Guys, you can get the Liberator rocket stove that we were just talking about there. You can get the energy cleaner, which I will testify myself that it works great. Uh, I use it myself. The problem with me is I've gotten so deteriorated that uh, I'm pretty much beyond help, but it does help with the pain some. So if you do those things, I think it would pay off for you guys personally. Um, but anyway, folks, I've really enjoyed doing this show. I've really enjoyed talking to the callers. Public thank you to Julie, our engineer, who does a marvelous job. Uh, so I remember when Julie first started out as an engineer. Wow, she is a quick learner. That's all I can say. And a super, super nice person. But anyway, folks, that pretty much wraps it up for us today. A quick little prayer. And I hope you'll pray for us because we pray for you. Heavenly Father, please keep everybody that's a listener, everybody associated with this show safe. Keep them fed. Keep them in stuff to, you know, quench their thirst. And above all, uh, let them turn to you, the ones that haven't. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Okay, folks, that about wraps it up. We are out of here for today. Please turn. Bye-bye, folks. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Baron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cucks. There's this wonderful thing that's called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse 
to go and, and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. RBN. John Statmiller's Republic Broadcasting Network. Republicbroadcasting.org.